Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft podcast presented by DraftKings, of course. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, awesome temp job in my 20s. And it enabled me to just keep talking about football. Hopefully for the rest of my life, I've got a bunch of different podcasts I do. You can check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. This is one of my favorites because I like the scouting process. I like the whole business of professional football. I love college football, and I love the lead up to the draft. Believe it or not, We're, what, 10 weeks away from the draft about? It'll be here before you know it. The combine is in a couple weeks, which is when a lot of people really get into the draft. Some people get into the draft this past week when the Senior Bowl kicks off, which is why we've got my guy, Emery Hunt, who is a true battle-tested, road-tested, road dog warrior who you should check out on social media at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, and it's time to be like Maverick in Top Gun and engage. Engage, Maverick. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. I get it every year because I already know what the TV guys think of the top 50 players, Okay. It's unbelievable. How much time can you spend talking about the same guys over and over and over again? What about the Ross Tuckers of the world? Okay. Ross Tucker's types need love too in the pre-draft process. And that's where Emory Hunt comes in. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. I don't know if I wish they had social media when I was playing or not. I have mixed emotions about that, to be honest with you. I will say this though. I'm glad we have social media now, and I'm glad we have Emery Hunt on the show. So, Emery, we talked last Monday, and I think you had just got, gotten maybe from the Shrine. Were you still at the NFLPA? Or you, or you, no, you had just gotten to the Shrine Bowl. I had just gotten from the Shrine Bowl. I was in Mobile um, at the beginning of the week getting ready for Senior Bowl. So I had just left. Uh, Pasadena and Vegas, and I had just arrived that morning 
in um in Mobile. All right, so I got a question for you. It seems like when guys are moving up now to the senior bowl, which is still considered the best game, it seems like they're taking people from the NFL PA game now and not the shrine game. What's going on there? You know, I, I read a fantastic article um on the athletic about the infighting. Uh, between the Shrine game and Senior Bowl. And I think what happens is when the Shrine moved their game, not just to Vegas, that's in and of itself a, a different dynamic, but also moved it to sort of bleed into this, the week of the Senior Bowl. It One, it makes it tough for guys that are participating in the Shrine to get that call up like we are used to seeing because every All-Star game prior to this year had its own week, which made it life easier for scouts, life, life easier for everybody. And, and even for those players, guys can get called up and play in multiple games. So with that game bleeding into the, the Senior Bowl week, the NFL PA game ended a week earlier. Uh, so therefore, you were able to get guys up from that ball game and get them to Mobile in time you know, for practices and also the game. So that's why we saw the abundance of NFL PA players get called up this year to the Senior Bowl more than we've ever seen before because normally – that used to be the Shrine guys that were getting called up, uh, traveling with the scouts from St. Petersburg, Florida, to Mobile. So that's why we saw the change this year uh, because of how the schedules and in all-star events lined up. So I don't understand. So the Shrine game has decided to, like, take on the Senior Bowl? That's what it looks like. It looks like they're going to go toe-to-toe with the Senior Bowl. And he, listen, if football is a sport, we're competitive – uh, and you know this, Ross, better than anybody. It, nothing breeds, you know, uh, competition being more competition. So that's why you have a bunch of all-star games. And that's why, you know, me personally, and just probably from a selfish perspective, I wish everybody had their own week so I can get to all of them. <laughs> but um, I get why some wants to go, you know, head-to-head with, a, with an all-star game. Uh, but at, at some point, you're going to have to realize, you know, maybe – we can find a way to work out both. Um, you can still have both kind of bleed into one another. Maybe if you start one a little bit earlier and slide one back a little bit, you could kind of get the best of both worlds, but we'll see. But yeah, it sounds like uh, they want to, the shrine wants to be known as the top game and you know that they're going to try to overtake the senior bowl and the senior bowl has their work cut out for them because they're fighting, you know, the, the newness of being in Vegas, they're fighting Vegas itself um, travel to Vegas, weather out there on the West Coast. So there's a lot of factors um, that the Senior Bowl now has to deal with with the Shrine game being moved from Florida to Vegas. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how, how it all uh, shakes out in the years to come. Yeah, that's interesting because I guess I would have thought, why doesn't like the NFLPA have their week and then it goes to Shrine game and then it goes to Senior Bowl Everybody can have their week and they get all the attention that week. That makes sense. But I guess Shrine folks don't want to be second fiddle and they think they can entice more players, more scouts maybe to go to to go to go Vegas. It's going to be tough, though, because people still know that the Senior Bowl is the best one and the best competition and the most important. And now, you know, the Shrine game, it feels like Emory – in trying to overtake the senior bowl, they might actually put themselves in a bad spot relative to the NFL PA game. Cause you might have guys that have a choice between those two to an NFL PA because those guys want to get the call up to the senior bowl. 
And that's where I was going to go next because it's a the land of unintended consequences, right? So if a guy has a choice between NFLPA and Shrine, or if the NFLPA, you know, gets give the gives the guy a call and he's like, hey, you can potentially go to the senior bowl from here. And and we know how branding works, Ross. We know how marketing works. It's gonna take however long it took the senior bowl to become that game, it's probably going to take as long for the Shrine to become that game. So right now, kids here, Senior Bowl, and that's all they think about. Just like when you look at recruiting, we know, we both know that you can go anywhere, play great, and get a chance at the NFL. But all kids saw growing up on TV is Power 5. And all you hear is Power 5, Power 5, Power 5, and that's all you're fixated on. So if you all you hear growing up is Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl, that's all you're going to want to strive for. While the Shrine may be a better game, but you always hear Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl. That's where you want to go. So if you're a guy that that hears, hey, you have a chance to go to the Senior Bowl, and it's now like Senior Bowl has become the Kleenex of all-star games, right? When you say, I need a Kleenex, you could be talking about some other brand, but you call it Kleenex. Just like, hey, hand me a Coke. But you could be pointing at a Pepsi or a Sprite, but you call it a Coke. So that the Senior Bowl has taken that for the all-star games. So for kids, um, it's going to take probably a generation to get, you know, to really get acclimated to calling these other all-star games by their name because all they hear is Senior Bowl, and that's where they're going to want to go. So if you're the NFLPA game or even the Hula Bowl, you have an opportunity to really be like, you know, we can kind of position ourselves with the Senior Bowl, and the Senior Bowl is probably going to try to look at other games to try to strengthen ties, as is the Shrine game. So you may see me some of these summer, some of these summer some of these some wait what some of these smaller all-star games <laughs> uh that try to partner up with a shrine you know like the college gridiron showcase or the tropical bowl is it, it, now it's all about positioning who can we align with to strengthen our game and right now at the top it seems like senior and shrine about to start you know locking up these these uh backdoor agreements with these other bowl games so um before we get to some of the guys that stood out to you in the Shrine game, I do want to mention something that stood out to me recently that I found out about. It's Athletic Greens. I started taking it because I heard about it from Andrew Brandt and others, and they said that they might sponsor the show. So I was like, all right, I don't have time to take all these pills or worry about my gut health or more energy, optimized immune system. Why not? I'd much rather just put a scoop in the little water container they give you and drink it than have to take all these pills and stuff. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Pretty awesome. Look, there's a reason why most doctors recommend a multivitamin. It costs you less than $3 a day. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy... Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash draft. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash draft to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, I like uh, I like when you send me, Emery, some of the guys you want to touch on, especially when I see an Ivy League name there. Let's talk at the Shrine game about Brown quarterback EJ Perry, who just had a ridiculous career. It's actually it's a little upsetting to me that they didn't win more. He's such a good player. Uh, they were in so many games. Ivy League's just tough, man. I mean, it's just tough. There's a lot of talent, and it's tough for Brown to compete with, obviously, Princeton, Harvard, and Yale. But then Dartmouth's been so good lately. But everybody raved about the E.J. Perry kid. Yeah, and here's the thing. If you're going to win in the Ivy League, you better have good defense. And, and that's where Brown hasn't been uh, up to snuff you know, for, for a while now. Once he get good defense, the offense will figure itself out. Yale has great defense. We know Dartmouth has a top 10 defense. Harvard plays great defense. Princeton plays great defense. So once you get defense in the Ivy League, you'll be just fine. Um, but in terms of E.J. Perry, you're talking about the Shrine game MVP, E.J. Perry, and what he was able to do. Nearly bought those guys back in that ball game. And you know, I tweeted out during the game, and this is something that I had in my draft notes because I've already finished his scouting report. You know, he's someone that plays w- with a certain level of suddenness, suddenness that you, you you like to see. It's almost like an urgency, like I got to make a play. And that type of urgency, you see it from a Bryce Young, too, um, where his first step kind of puts everybody on, on pause. Like, oh, man, or right, where's my guy? I got to cover somebody. But that helps him, you know, break up the field clearly diagnoses where the, the target is. And because he's such a, you know, point guard type passer in terms of like he he can, you know, drive and distribute, that puts a strain on the defense. And that's what we saw play out in that Shrine Bowl um, on Thursday night. You saw him kind of break contain, find somebody down the field, or because he broke contain the first play, then the second play, now people are watching him to make sure they, they stay keep him in that box, in that pocket, and he's able to find a target downfield. So that level of suddenness is almost like Rich Gannon-like in terms of how quickly he's able to threaten the defense with him just making a subtle move to the left or the right, and that puts a lot of pressure on how you defend him, how you cover him, and he has great velocity on his passes. So I was glad that he was able to go out there and show his I had an interview with him that's up on my YouTube channel uh, where we sat down and talked about, you know, the Ivy League and, and winning the Bushnell Cup, which is the Offensive Player of the Year, uh, playing for his uncle, you know, who I've interviewed as well when he was the head coach at Bryant, and, and how he was just able to really go out there and just play free um, in terms of, of what he was able to do at Brown. And, and I'm glad he had a he had a really good week at the Shrine Bowl, and it played itself out in the game. What about the the safety from Georgia Tech, uh, Wanye Thomas, that caught your attention? It was how many big hits he had in the in the game the actual game and it wasn't just like going headshots and head hunting and anything like that it was form tackles good solid hits that brought the ball carrier or the receiver straight to the ground or he was enforcer 
uh, and flying up in the alley, closing in on that crossing route or helping out and run support. Big stop right there on the goal line, um, you know, along with James Houston out of Jackson State, who's another guy that got a call up to the Senior Bowl, played great in the Shrine Bowl. But Wanye Thomas showed that he could play the run. He can close in on the routes. He has good technique, so he's not going to be whiffing on tackles uh, when he's going for the big hit. And he proved that he was an enforcer, so I thought he had a really good game. Uh, if if uh, Diego Fago didn't get the MVP for the defense side of the football, I probably would have gone with Wanye Thomas with how well he played. Dude, I love EJ Perry and Diego Fago. These are like my guys. I've called a bunch of their games over the years. That's awesome. Brown and Navy. I wonder, do they think EJ Perry will get drafted or is he a free agent? I think he's going to get drafted, man, because when I was out at the NFL PA Bowl, um, sitting around talking with a couple of scouts watching practice, and, and you know we were talking about the quarterbacks at the NFL PA Bowl, and both scouts, two separate teams, brought up EJ Perry. Like, you got to check out EJ Perry. You got to check him out. Like, they, they, it was like, watch the Rhode Island game. You know, that, that game lets you know all you need to know about his talent and his potential. And his upside. So they were all in on EJ Perry. So I think just based off that conversation with those two teams, um, that he had he has what it takes to get drafted, especially when you look at um, we'll find out, I guess, tomorrow on the eighth, the combine invites. I expect him to have a combine invite. Uh, and so they're gonna love him in the interview process, they're gonna love him on the whiteboard. They they love the fact that he's been stacking good performances in these all-star games. He got a good push going in from NFL teams. I think he's someone that we can see picked up on day three. Love it. That'd be awesome. Love when Ivy league guys get drafted. Anything in other comments about it being in Vegas or what that was like? It listen Ross, like, you know how we are. We always try to, you know, maximize our day, you know, right. We get to one game and we get to another one later on that day. And, you know, but I love the fact, and this was for the NFL PA and the shrine game. The fact that we're on the West Coast, practice starts at 8, and we're done with both teams by 11.30. So you got the rest of the day to get content out and do other things. Um, I just think that – and it doesn't feel like your your whole day was zapped with practice. And it actually makes you work more during that three-hour period because you know, hey, I got the rest of the day to really get this content out as opposed to when the, the practices are in the middle of the day and you feel like that whole day is lost. You can't do nothing on the front end. You can't do nothing on the back end. But, man, practicing out there in Vegas, the weather was perfect, uh, beautiful. It, it was, you know, early days, and you're done it early before lunchtime. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better setting for an all-star game. I'm not going to say I wish all all-star games were on the West Coast, but I will say this. I do wish all all-star games started with morning practices. So you mentioned the weather which was obviously an issue in Mobile, um, but also something that I'm sure the scouts didn't mind seeing some of the guys in the weather and how they and how they performed in it. Yeah, here's the thing in, in Mobile. Monday was fine. It was, you know, a little cold, uh, windy, but that's Mobile at this time of the year. But Tuesday, I didn't even bring my camera out because it was a torrential downpour. So I'm soaked. It's a good thing I had, uh, somebody gave me a poncho, but I was soaked the whole practice watching in the rain but like you said especially for quarterbacks we see this all throughout pro day season where they try to squirt water on the on the football you can't create that situation that we had that Wednesday practice in in Mobile it rained all throughout the day heavy rain 
So now you got to see quarterbacks, how they handle the football receivers, how they catch the football. And, uh, you know, so you got to see all of those things. Um, receivers had a bad day. Quarterbacks had a bad day. The only person that didn't have a bad day was Malik Willis and how well he was. It felt like he was out there in 80 degree weather, sunny skies, nothing bothered him. No elements uh, affected his, the way he was throwing the football. I think that really helped elevate his stock because everyone else was struggling like crazy. There was one receiver that someone asked me about. I was like, yo, he has just dropped his 85th pass today. Like every pass slid through his hands, hit him in the face, hit him in the chest. Uh, and you could chalk it up because of how uh, the weather was. But the ones that performed well uh, really showcased that. And I think that elevated their stock because this is an element that you want to see as a scout. What if you hadn't played in a bad weather game? Um, and I know people talk about Pittsburgh being a bad weather place. Uh, and Kenny Pickett played out there in Pittsburgh in the cold and, and things of that nature. But here's an opportunity where you had questions about someone's hand size and how well they can, you know, uh, control the football. And what do we have But the skies open up in a bad weather day? And he had issues, you know, uh, securing the ball while the other guy that he's competing with had no issues. So I, I think this was huge uh, for Malik Willis's stock. And I think that practice is what really got people around to where we've been since July. So it was always good to see. So what I don't understand about that, what happened with Malik Willis this year? It felt like people got down on him this year. Yeah, it's funny to watch the draft cycle and how it goes. You know, it's almost like you talk about a player too much to where you're tired of talking about this player glowingly, so you got to knock him down. Now, granted, this year was different than last year, and I thought they played better last season as a team with a tougher schedule. They, they had a tougher schedule last year than they did this year. You know, they only had like two or three games that you really circled. Like, okay, these are games that you got to see Ole Miss, Louisiana, and maybe Syracuse. Um, but other than that, like last year's schedule, when they ran through the ACC, they played way better. So they just had a bad year. And sometimes that happens. And Malik Willis still played well. But in certain games that people wanted to see him play well in, he didn't play well. And so I think they use that as a knock on his overall game. But like I've always said, when you have raw skills, you have the, the speed, you have the athleticism, you have the arm strength, you have the upside potential, because, again, this is only a second year starting, so you have a, the ability to mold him into what you want him to be. He's the best quarterback prospect in the draft class, regardless. And so nothing changes that, because we're talking from a pure definition of the word prospect. And so I think we saw this with Spencer Rattler. Going into the season, all you heard was Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, and uh, insert, I forgot who, oh, Matt Corral. And now we saw how the Rattler situation played out, and people kind of cooled on Corral after they had a hot streak, then they cooled on him, and they cooled on Sam Howell. So we'll probably see people get back on those trains as this draft process rolls along. But that explains why a guy like Malik Willis uh, kind of fell out of favor uh, with, with um, you know, with the draft next they Expected them to go undefeated, but this year's team just didn't play like last year's team uh, during the pandemic. Let's talk about some of the other guys that jumped out to you at the Senior Bowl, the premier all-star game, including a running back, Rashad White from Arizona State. It's funny to watch him run, and I, you know, I love the fact that I love football because that I, I've seen a lot. You know, and and you know, and when you consume the sport, I think a lot of people that cover football don't don't like football. Um, 
so that's why my references tend to be from whenever whoever reminds me of somebody it comes out and so i tweeted this out the other day watching him run and and this was something i I noticed during practice he's all of six two he's six two about 215 Uh, so he has a long body he runs smooth and makes those cuts uh like a a harvey williams type right that long back all you need is a neck uh you know the headband around the neck to really look like Harvey Williams and wear forty four, uh, but he was a he's a smooth runner. Everything he did at practice, and this was on this was something I noticed in I want to say the Wednesday practice, the rainy practice when they're going nine on seven, um, or even uh, team versus team. His his vision was top notch. He saw every cutback. He was able to hit every cutback, and once he gets into the open field and opens that stride, man, he's able to really pick him up and put him down. So. I think he's a fantastic runner, and we saw this in the in the actual Senior Bowl game. Him continue to find positive yards, had another chunk play. Um, he was falling forward. He's a he's sort of a good player down by the goal line uh, because he's able to find those those small cracks in the line of scrimmage, and he's going to burrow his way through and get to the to the end zone. So I think he's an underrated back in this whole draft class. I'm a big fan of what he brings to the table. At receiver, I know it's a guy that we've talked about uh, several times for various reasons. Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Always open, man. And it's funny to see how everyone, you know, is now starting to talk about Christian Watson when he's played football, I don't know, for what, four or five years at (laughs) uh, North Dakota State. If you talked about Trey Lance, you should be talking about Christian Watson, right? So uh, it. Again, that tells me how many people actually watch these games, how many people actually like football, how many people actually know what they're doing out there. So from a media perspective, Watson was always open. Rain or shine, he was the one that was catching the football in the rain rather well. And he's someone that has tremendous (coughs) – that's how you know I'm telling the truth. He has someone that has tremendous – Thank you. Has tremendous skill set. He's able to stack defensive backs. He's comfortable catching the football away from his body. He's someone that North Dakota State used to run punts, uh, return punts. So when you're returning punts, you don't see guys as 6'4 returning punts. So that says a lot about his athleticism and his footwork. And we saw this in the game as well. So he was the best receiver from start to finish, in my opinion, this week down in Mobile. Wow. That's a, that's quite the compliment. Uh, a DN that is getting a lot of buzz these days is Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. You you know this term, Ross, and, and this is a term that, you know, is we always use around football practice. You know, who has fresh legs? You know, you could be someone that just came back off injury while your teammates has gone through, uh, you know, four days of consistent practice. And you're out there looking like Gail Sayers because you got the freshest legs. Well, Jermaine Johnson had that fresh leg syndrome because, again, Florida State didn't go to a bowl game. So last time he played football was in November. So naturally, when he gets out there against guys that have played ball in December and some in January, he's out there killing it. And that's not a knock on his skill set because you have to take advantage of the opportunity. You better come out there and play like you hadn't played in a couple of months. Uh, otherwise, it's like, what were you doing these last two months? So he came out there more than held his own and was dominant from start to finish. Someone that got consistent pressure in one-on-ones. I know you can't put much stock into that because it's heavily tilted towards the defense side of football, but you also saw him have success 
in team drills, you know, blowing up offensive linemen, getting to the ball carrier or getting pressure on a quarterback that would have been sacks if it was a real game. So he really stood up um, and, and took advantage of the opportunity. And now we're talking about him pushing himself into the first round and not just in the first round, but probably we're talking about a top 15, top 20 pick now. Wow. That is awesome. Um, speaking of awesome, check out Emery on Twitter at FBall Game Plan, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod, and we are youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If you want to make sure to watch this show on YouTube, you can absolutely do that. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, next week, we'll do a little Super Bowl recap where we take away the lessons, scouting lessons learned from the Super Bowl next week and start to look ahead at what's next in the pre-draft scouting process. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and The Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 